G'day guys, welcome to the Mailbag preview show for Flemington. Scoot, how we doing? Great man. Yeah. And we've got Joshy back on board. Oh, here comes the first oh, couple of guys. Revolving. You're getting a little bit too cool for school. Yeah, so I probably need a, uh, I need to get a secret handshake. Ooh. I'll work on it for the next show. I could see you and Dico doing one, definitely. Yeah. Watching the NBA guys, you'll learn a bit or two. Yeah. How's the punting been for you guys this week? sort of gave him most of it back which was fantastic but I've been too busy with real work to um to get my teeth you know stuck in any other meetings but I'm really keen about Flemington and Eagle Farm this week so hopefully I can uh, put a big win on the board. Joshy? Yeah some good racing coming up. Probably Sydney Data States last weekend. Um keep going racing for the time now until it's in spring now. Um but yeah excited to sort of watch some of the other racing on this stage this weekend and not a bad I think it's a much better card than last week. It was very tough, I think, to even pick some standouts. And I had a terrible day, not going to lie. It wasn't great for Flemington. So I'm hoping to redeem myself this week. Yeah, there's sort of there's, there's a few shorties there that sort of map poorly that were either going to be held up or um, sort of get out at the right time. And they eventually did. So there would have been a couple of punters or some sore bookies, I would have thought, um, with you know horses like Big Night Out, Cadelia, and those sort of things. So you could easily oppose them, but you could easily find them. So well, it just depends which, which way you went with them, you know. I imagine Morrissey had a terrible week with Labour also losing. So, you know, <laughs> been wearing, wearing the red and everything all, all month. But uh, I, think, I think you may be pretty okay, Mr. Walsh. So, Rip Flemington rails out three from the true. There's not really much rain, just a little bit of light millimetre or two. So, good three. Oh, uh, good four track, I'd say. Okay. Verging on good three. Yeah. Depending on what happens on the morning, there's a little bit of showers around. But should play fair. Um, down the straight. Yeah, down the straight. Down the middle. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of middled outside was where they were going last time. It's been like that for the past six to eight meetings. Yeah. So you wouldn't expect it to be much different. Yeah, agree mm -hmm. on that. Looks that's right. So let's get straight into it. 1200 meters race one. Joshy, what do you like? Uh, yeah, it's the same as 
since. Uh, so that could be the one for me if I think Fidelity might be susceptible to a loss today. Um, in terms of Fidelia, I'm also on the lay side rather than the back side. That being said, when's the last time the stable's backed up a horse seven days? So it's very, it's a strange prep for this horse. It, it stands out as a bit shocking for me because they never back a horse seven days over this type of distance. Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to get back. All seeds going to get back. Lipulate's most likely going to stick midfield and get back. I'm pretty keen here on Asif, Ma sorry, Asad Massif. It'll be on speed. Tio goes on board, gets a three kilogram claim, goes down to 51 kilos. Unlike last start, a lot of these horses coming out of a faster run race, there is no tempo here that I'm mapping. Could be a loose lead up. Yeah. It's going to yeah. just get an absolute dream run out front. I'm getting $13.350. It's a progressive horse that ran its best PB last start. I think it can further improve on that, but I also think it doesn't have to improve on what it did if all the favourites are sitting out the back like I'm mapping. Say I'm going to be definitely laying it, but there's Just a lot of patterns against. I think yeah. where it sits in runnings against and could be flat. It's a nice day when I back them up. So not not in the race give yourself waiting a day to see the track pattern or anything. Definitely, uh, yeah. Because then you could be looking into laying it, um, especially if it's tough enough ground. It's usually it's not. I don't think from that sort of field. So, but um, be interesting to see how it goes. If it starts easy, I'm sure there's going to be some scratching in that race. Start tomorrow if it's with all those key chances. Satori, and I think he 
it'll take a lot of fitness improvement from that. And it's a horse with um, a little bit of upside. But um, yeah, I was sort of, I just think Daniel Bowman's a really good setup trainer. So that um, probably got that horse unstuck last time. Um, I thought Parcel Paul's been racing well in Adelaide recently. He could sort of show up. Uh, I thought Deep Euphoria was good behind Celtic Blast at odds. The ex Kiwi, they might be just training it over a shorter distance at the moment. Um, I'm telling you, goes okay at odds. And then, yeah, there's, you can make a case for, for even more runners. So I think it's a. It's definitely a, uh, a race that you need to back one or two or three three chances and, and sort of sort of dutch it. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, it's, um, I think I'm on exactly the same fence as you two there on it. Um, I thought Parsable has uh, been rock solid lately. Um, Field of Fluke was one that I thought will get out the front and with these massive runner 20 runner fields, I sort of like the back ones that are leading in front and don't need much luck to weave through the pack in the sprint. Yeah, there's a lot of that 
that's a form system. But I, I have noticed he's brought sort of a little bit of that form to town and Waller keeps sticking with him and I guess he's no deal. But uh, I thought uh, the big danger the favourite was, was Odeon. Um, offered a bit, bit of a pressure. I think Sable must think now that he's just an out-and-out miler and just will target, um, you know, events around sort of 1,600. You know, he, he was good at in the dual start against uh, maybe Consol to push the horse and uh, Lloyd's horse, I think, split, just split them there or something like that. And I, every time that he's sort of around 1,600, 
Snips in the city too from out wide. Um, some speed inside will be shark in the water. Uh, Neighbourhood should pr probably kick up from an inside draw. Uh, and others will space it. Voila, out wide, Tatiara, Peelis if it gets a start. So Irresistible Girl's the, the key leader there. Um, it's an inter it's a it's a monster field this. Uh, there's a there's a horse I'm keen on um, was the and the use of it, yeah. train galloper. Uh, Say that three times. Yeah, no. Um, EJ uh, is a really good trainer, and he seems to have you know pretty good stock at the moment. I was sort of taken by its last start performance at Flemington uh, when it, I think it jumped from its from its maiden to the benchmark uh, seventy grade or sort of thereabouts last start. Uh, I think um, it's it's really hard for horses to sorry yeah benchmark seventy eight. It's really hard for horses to do that. Um, I think the inside draws are positive. This horse can um, show a little bit of speed, so I can see it sitting, I guess, the first first three pairs. Um, another horse that I think is, is a danger, but Max um, Hall is Vanuatu. I followed her for most of her career, and I think maybe the pennies just started to drop for her, but she's from jumping out of barrier one, so it probably needs to find the back of the neighborhood to take her into the race. Um, Shamara Lass looks the other smart runner. Had the form around Harbour Views at Warnable, um, and then found a really wet track at Donald. So that may have um, made, made her win look a little bit better than what it was. And I'm always a little bit of a query on backing horses, sort of wet back to dry. So it's, it's probably found two tracks or, or one track that was a bit sticky at Warnable, and then it you know, was probably bottomless at, uh, at Donald there, and then now it comes back onto the, um, the rock hard sort of Flemington, so I think Neighbourhood's the one that um, I think has the most, the most sort of upside there. I'm 100% the same. I was picking on it last start, uh, which ran... Behind Fidelia. Yeah, Fidelia, so we've got the Fidelia form on yeah. She's running around at $2 and came second to Fidelia. Yeah. Second, yep. Uh, but you guys are the group also. This yeah. horse is running, this horse is running at 78, start. and it's like, Philly's, Philly's, this is Philly's grade as well. So, um, and that's running I think that's the horse to be on. Um, Shamal Lass, I had a big rap on that uh, when it ran into Harbour Views and it went off in Devon and went back to the Brian and just ran into a good horse in Harbour Views. Yeah, now we're going to be a group horse. You would have followed up at Donald. Yeah. Uh, not at the, I'm not one for the show. Ladies. Oh, so, I have so, to. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, I, was, I just looked at, I looked at the most from the yard from the bull and like, damn, this thing's rated really well. And mm. there's something, I tell you, the ones that stood out at the bull, they've gone over once here. Yeah. And I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, well, what the hell's in nah. this race? It's yeah. just absolutely bonkers. It was my biggest bet of the Ooh. biggest bet of the day. Like I yeah, I found it out at Donald and yeah, I, I can't say I have motive Oh well, I was nervous because of the wet track, but I I think it's breeding or whatever it was was enough to push me what over the line. Bull was Artie going Shiller. on. Yeah, well Art, I think Artie Schiller's going okay now, so Yeah, fair enough. 
But yeah, this race is it's super. There's some really good, really good horses in this race, um, especially Dan White too, uh, who I don't have like a massive rap on, but Fabric as well was untested last start, like just went through the line easy, like it's got plenty more to come. Um, and then even horses like Sizzle Knees in this race was probably going to be too sharp for it, but I want to see how she runs, sort of thing. Um, she's going to sit up on speed. She gets handy from cover on speed. Um, might run a good like, good race at Oz. Um, interesting that Persuader went from, I forget, what's going on here? Have you got, who's in front of Persuader on this way? I feel like it's Kent. Uh, Youth Source is going to Mick Price and Kent. Yeah, so Mick Price and um, Michael Kent. Oh, Michael Kent, yeah. So is this their first yeah, partnership? partnership. Oh, yeah. well, I know there's a couple of, couple yeah, runners, but it was, I think it was announced in March, but whether it's just gone through officially on all yeah. the changes, I, yeah. I'm not so sure, but okay. it's probably the case. Cause uh, they've had a few together. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I thought that was a uh, change of trainer, but that's partnership coming through. Anyway, the one is Major Hook for me. Um, I can't make sure my horse again, like, getting back that far. Yes. Um, just going to have to weed through. Well, it could just win, but you're taking on the price. Yeah, taking on the price. I was expecting to yeah. see double figures for it and didn't, so I couldn't be anywhere near it. Ben Awadu, I think, needs to improve again. I like it as a horse. Voyeur, I was looking at back yesterday. He's got more draw, even though it came off a really good three-wide run last start. I'm not sure I could back it yet. I'm like you guys. I was kind of that neighbourhood. My one problem was that it kind of raced the full 500 metres of Flemington Straight last start with its head on the side. And the one thing I'm thinking it's going to happen is Freddie Kersley off, Michael D back on, who rode it to win at Cranbourne. That may find it an extra length or two because to my eye. I didn't find the visual, sorry, the second place one um, uh, for Delia, yeah, yeah, yeah. visually impressive. I didn't find anything about it impressive because of the way that the horse was, I think, handled. So I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that Michael D change to be really good right now. Do you guys know if Michael D writes track work for EJ or not? Because that's something I'm going to have to look into. No, no, I'd just be really happy, like, you know, no, you know, disrespect to Fred. Fred Oz is a, is a great one for me. I yeah. think, you know, he's got a great manager, probably, but he's not a jockey that sort of inspires me a bit much. So I think Michael D rides really well. So I, I, I don't think I'm like any yeah, of That was my only concern. And when I saw uh, D back on, it kind of got rid of the concern to an extent, but I'm going to have to be first with some more research before I then do it straight back. I just want to make sure he does track work so he <laughs> knows the horse. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's always had a connection with yeah, if he's like going to do right, that's what I would do. Perfect. On to race number six, 1800 metres, a BM84. Um, I'm saying this is probably the most varied and unpredictable speed race of the day in terms of tempo. Dr. Bill leads the night $4.40 main stage Dusty's horse, seven fifty. Admiral Stroker, $9.00. Golden Egg, $8.50. Sir Pippin, $10.00. Dominic Cloud, $12.00. Gone with the rest. He did ride a winner for EJ. Um, Pakenham had three rides for EJ. Pakenham in the 1650. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's your punningform.com.au. Yeah. One click of the mouse, and there you are. That's, that's how easy the system is. So it saves time, and we're all very time poor. Moshway, if it gets a start, is the, uh, the speed here with he excels from the landing yard. Indiana Lily can push forward, handsome return out wide also, and Trav I, my friend, is the other speed. Dr. Drills in barrier three um, has come off a favourite, so 
how far forward they push on that. You can probably sit, you know, two or, or three pairs sort of back from the lead, I'd, uh, I'd assume. I, um, the runner that I thought was sort of ready to peak here at a pretty price was he excels. Um, I thought they might try and set it for the, like, it's always a horse that I've had a lot of time for. Um, Jamie Mott's on it. I, I usually have a bit of a laugh about uh, the, the landing yard and how fast they sort of bet early. And it's sort of, uh, it's, it's funny when sometimes they set a whole horse off early, but this is a horse that hasn't gone off, but just respect any sort of market moves because um, they love a bet. I just think the, the, the setup here, third up, up to 800 metres is perfect for it. Dr. Jewel I thought was a little bit plain last start. Um, Stealthy Lucas from the Brooksby Yard as a horse that interests me. Um, it's a really weird setup because it was 1400 first up, 1300 second up. But I looked deeper into its form and it had a really good run behind Kachar last spring um, in that $200,000 race uh, at Flemington that day. Uh, and sometimes you see with Pushkin, and I think he did it with Surprise Baby in Adelaide Cup, they look like they haven't got the platform, but then they're there on game day and they come out ready. Yeah. So I'd just be wary for any market moves around Stealthy Lucas. And yeah, the horse that I think is ready to run a big race is he excels. So I think it's a really tricky race, but I'll probably touch those two right now. Yeah, I can't find anything too much for confidence here. Um, if I could go with something with Dwarven. I didn't mind Barkfell. start and he was pretty hard in the market last 
last time. Uh, I think he's a real honest sprinter, um, and he's the one clear on top. I'll concede order of command was really good at, uh, at Caulfield. Uh, and serious suspect, I think he comes out of the William Thomas form as well, um, off a big weight off there. And Manolo blinded, they think they're taking it to the to the Stradbroke, I think. So 850 here, um, I guess, you know, you'd want to be going very close to Warren a trip up to Queensland for that event. Not a 1200 metre horse though, is it? A 1400 metre or 1200 metre horse? Manolo blinding, it's probably more a 1400 metre horse. Super keen, um, 
the favourite here. I think Hines are better bets here, though. Ooh, I like your confidence. Um, I've priced it differently to you, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's not a good bet, which is, this is a great game to play, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and I can see where you're coming. It's one at Flemington. Yeah. It's good data, right stable, probably going to be the right part of the track. It's mm-hmm. going to be in a good position. It ticks all the boxes you need. So, I'm, I'm most likely not playing the race. Yeah. So, I, I just, it yeah. tells you I don't, I don't have that much confidence in it. Yeah, the Mackay form in Adelaide um, usually sticks up sticks up pretty well. And I think Flemington is no doubt in third here. Perfect. Well, what a race eight. Race eight. 2,800 metres, the Andrew Branson Stakes. We've been waiting for this because there's been a few horses going through their prep solely aimed at this that are in it. Yep. Well, I guess you entry into the Cup. Melbourne Cup. Yep. Do you would any of these horses, before we get into it, any of these horses look competitive in a Melbourne Cup from what you've seen so far? Yeah. Sam Reno would look for sure. That one's, that one's for you, Kick. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but no. Yeah. Very plain lot. All right, so the market is 260 surprise baby, $3 silk prince, she's dashing, bold dolly, transact 13, east ender 14, Alpha Farvis 15, Monty Rest. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, Transact and uh, the Geelong Cup winner Radaway uh, will take up the running. San Remo, Fatigues will push forward. Um, Sasco out wide uh, will also kick forward. And then it's a bit of a mess. Steel Prince probably there and Barry Baptist will also push forward. Um, yeah, we'll start at favourite, Surprise Baby. Uh, it was probably a little bit unlucky last time. The horse uh, of the Williams camp, uh, it fell and that sort of impeded it. Uh, and it was just sort of tight in there. That's probably why Steel Prince got the nod last time. I think even luck, um, the result probably changed around. That other horse will probably, oh sorry, the favourite surprise baby, um, probably improves again, um, back up in trip more so than, than Steel Prince. Um, off that uh, off that break, surprise baby from her win in the Adelaide Cup. So that's probably something to know. Um, I thought East Ender had a solid platform and was an improver, the Tasmanian horse. I wouldn't uh, discount it, but whether it's got the turn of foot to match it against a couple of these, I'm not sure. Um, and then I thought the other Looper's hopes could be Azuru, who was pretty well backed in the Warnable Cup and, and didn't quite fire. Um, and then another Rucky that might um, hit the line okay was that Instigator, but it's yeah, what are they doing with that Instigator? Yeah, it's yeah, taken forever to even get it going. Yeah, I, I, I'm back. First three starts and did nothing. Yeah. It, well, first first start it looked okay and then it just went backwards. So I'd be concerned that they maybe had a few setbacks with it. A couple of injuries. Yeah. So it's sort of I, I think surprise baby is the one that the market. Oh, I, I had a chat to BZ last night and he sort of he said oh yeah this thing is probably a model and then I thought oh well three thirty is about the right price and then he sort of reminded me that it's already been in the two sixty and I just thought like how is it possible that it goes off that quickly so. I think if you miss the price, it's going to get back out to sort of, you know, 3.30, maybe, maybe even 3.50. I think uh, there'll be some money for a couple of, you know, other rookies and um, just natural market percentage. So it's pretty poisonous odds at the moment. Well, how can you have a $2.60 and a $2.90 chance in the race? Well, yeah, so like Steel Prince might pop back out to $5 or something like that. Or I think that's fair, that fair is great product. I mean, when it comes into what's, what's the SP final market percentage sort of around? Yeah, so like, you know, 100, 101 or something like that. Yeah, then you're talking 130, so there's 29% there. Yeah, exactly. In just sheep dogs. Um, obviously, if you like something as well, with big rods, you're obviously going to get 
probably a better price on. A lot of them. Yeah, like even maybe like Instigator, I, I guess like might get their SP, you know, 60s or more. I'm just guessing that. That's yeah. what I do. Um, but I thought Surprise Baby, sort of just taking it on here as like sort of a younger horse. Um, just didn't prove it again. I just thought it was a bit too much after the Adelaide Cup. I, don't, I just don't know how much it can sort of stand. Um, and it's sort of like, sort of a similar play to like Fidelia. Um, Steel Prince, I thought, was the, is the horse that I thought should be true favourite. Um, Transact will be tough to, tough to run down if it's, if it's leading over 2,800. Um, I think it's going to give them a real run for their money. They're going to have to sort of cash it. Um, be interesting to see what stable mates do with Runaway and Transact. Who takes up the lead? There'll be some clear stable tactics there, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm guessing Transact will, will be allowed to run its sort of race and let uh, sort of roll along and lead. Um, EastEnder, proven horse over the over the trip. And I think it does have a good return of foot. Just scary to watch Craig Boat, Craig and what it does with it. Alfaris is an interesting runner. Uh, the gate scares me the most. I thought it's got a lot of potential. Um, I liked it last, I was on it last start, so it was a great bet. Um, but it didn't sort of Stopped and then it went kept going again and yeah. won quite. I'd say 200 meters after it, it was it was definitely got further ahead. And I would simply tell you that they have solely been training it for this one race. Yeah, it's interesting because it, its form lines from the UK have never passed sort of 2000. Um, I'm not sure. Does anyone have any light on Shumbel Breeze? There you go. Yeah, so it stayed. They should be. Should be fine at the 2800 from everything I've heard from yeah. the stable. Um, do you want me to jump on into mine? Yep. Cool. So, yeah, look, Alfaris, I'll be taking the 15s. Johnny Allen on board's a plus for me. It's been set for this. Genuine tempo's in it. It's going to be there thereabouts at the finish. Um, I would note there is a six and a half kilogram turnaround for Surprise Baby over Steel Prince in this race. So I'm not losing on Surprise Baby no matter what. It's in at the weights. It's it's so well in compared to the main contender in Steel Prince who I have to I have to send my way to that. Like I just have to take it on. Um, there is a blowout chance in the New Zealand runner called Mental Telepathy at 126. It's currently so we may get 300 from Bet there. You never know. It's run fourth in a Group Three Wellington Cup. It stays Murray Baker Yard. chance I've ever seen, I'll put it that way. So yeah, I'd once again say I think Steel Prince for me, it's a good horse, it has the linear residual, it's never missed second in its past, first or second in its past 10 runs, so I wouldn't be placelating it, but at the price, I'm currently happy to take it on, I would be shocked if it starts. say the lodge price on the Wednesday 
happy to lodge it for $3.20. All right, final race, race number nine. We have Anjana, Regent Marcus, $5.50, Marina, Ethic, $7.50, Mumbles, $7.50, Kayden, $9.00, Particular Time, $12.00, Poison Strike, $11.00, that's not his best. Mm. Inside draw, also Dismoins, Thunderbolt 2 from out wider and nearest the pins, and there's a wall of horses in behind them. Um, not enough effort, it's an interesting horse. It's what it's gone from like sale, sand down um, twice, and it's in the market there at 750. But then I sort of stuck at its form and what it's done through here today against a horse like Anjana, who I think is just an out and out um, short, short course horse, and its last few starts have sort of proven that dropped back from group one level. Um, it wasn't away cleanly last time, so I think you can forgive that. I think 550 is probably fair odds. Um, I like Poise Strike with the claim, um, and then I've noticed a big market move for a horse called Mumbles um, from the Bowman camp. So I sort of highlighted that um, Bowman was a bit of a setup trainer, so I'd be wary with um, a horse like that. But um, I think Anjana's a, a, a pretty good way to bet. Yeah, Mumbles worked out really well in that last race, which was behind... Poison Strike. Poison Strike. Uh, How best value that? Eight was eight best, back. last 600, mm -hmm. eight best, last 400, and six best, last 200 in the meeting. Um, there's some interesting horses here, but I think the class running uh, is Anjana. Will it sort of, I don't know where it's going to sit. I don't want to be too far back in these sort of sprints going straight. Um, but I think it's, it can sort of hug the rail, it's a smart ride from Rocky. Um, the, the apprentices can get lost, I think, I feel like sometimes on these things that set of midfield to the back with a big field. Um, but have at the back it, um, if it's gonna, especially if it's gonna SP 550 or more. Um, one that I thought had a pretty promising two-year-old campaign, he was coming up a soft track in Morfordville, but he was a particular time. Um, so interesting to see if he bounces back to sort of two-year-old form. Um, and sort of, you know, there's a lot of chances in here. Acadian, I sort of can't get that short. Um, I think it'll, I don't know if anyone else has it, but um, yeah, I'm take, definitely taking that on. Um, and John, I find for me. Interesting. I didn't mind Acadian at a bit of value there, so differing of opinion. I just there. thought it was fading sort of last start. Yeah, so I just thought, I thought it, you're going to get about 10, so I thought it was that. Slight different on there, um, but I think there's just enough tempo here that I think Anjana's just getting the perfect run. It's dropping back from a group one, as you said, it was slow away. I think it, you know, just had the right run. It's run six in a group one. It's now back to this three-year-old handicap down the straight where it's suited. It's just an absolute standover.
Imagine a punter's cruise ship with the poker table every night. That'd just be insane. Yeah, no, oh, the Beck Fair boat. Yeah, in Scott. A racing channel. That, that might be the next uh, yeah, okay, boat. The next spring yeah, launch in Melbourne. We might get on a boat. boat. Boats yeah. and might be like Bollywood inside. Might not go in there. Pardon? <laughs> might be like Bollywood inside. <laughs> just true. But they actually do do a, um, a poker night right. on the river. So when you get into Jack, you just all go to the bar and have a chat. Yeah, we can yeah. have all sorts of things on the boat. We've got, um, ideas. We've got a couple of different ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, best bets, boys. Best bet, best value, best lay. And if you want to have two values, that's okay, because I'll be putting two values out there. Okay, I'll, get, I'll go first. Uh, I think race five, Neighbourhood, um, and race seven, Haunted. I think they're just my, I, I think both of them are just great bets um, and sort of standouts in a, in a car that's going to be really hard to sort of pick apart otherwise. Uh, the roughie of the day for me is Heat Excels. I think it'll just go forward in race six. Uh, and be really hard to catch now he's fully fit for later today I sort of agree with Drew um, Steel Prince uh, in race 8 I think it's like 3.30 at the moment I'd just be trying to gap that, that runner I think Surprise Baby uh, if all things being equal will go past it and uh, there might be a couple of roughies that jump out of the pack as, as these guys mentioned um, the imports and the one that Drew mentioned in their, um, the OGI 2 they could run a, a cheeky race I suppose for the big races last year for Australian horses to get you know, the cap which is quite fun a fun Yeah, it's got a lovely which that, which is, I feel like there's gonna be some sort of airline in Billy Crawl that uh, I know they're taking on now under Australian fans, but mm. I feel like there should be some sort of a internal Australian only breeding yeah. you know, to, yeah. to up the same but, but all the done deals are New Zealanders. Yeah. So even the done deals we have they're all New Zealand bred. Yeah. So you would have to get rid of most of them. I don't think we've got a decent... Well, we've got the Jericho for Australian horses. <laughs> I mean, are we going to count Fiorente as ours? I think now we do, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I yeah. mean, if you count the ones that are technically yeah. ours, then so very, 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 very slim. Australian, New Zealand, and Kings County. <coughs> Best bet, value, lay. Best bet. I think I'm with Stu as well as Neighbourhood, but I'll, just put, follow me all, I'll, I'll follow you all, all time as well. We align there. But so Neighbourhood and Jana.
dinner. Oh, yeah, dinner's yeah. nice. Dinner's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, right. Dinner, dinner. Yeah, yeah. got yeah. it. Right. 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 it's not Tom's only priority. But Tom's only, if you want to get in contact, we'd love catering. Uh, what price is neighbourhood? Five people out of So you're getting 30 bucks realistically mm-hmm. for the mailbag mob here in neighbourhood. Yeah. Into yeah. and uh, yeah. Yeah. We just yeah. take locally yeah. there, yeah. Bit fair as well. It's smarter than Nick's mob here the week and then watch the front bar. Don't yeah. don't fight me for that sort of stuff. Yeah. I know mum sat on the couch a couple of times and said, maybe I'll put that on. I said no. Then maybe now the first goal scorer into the first goal scorer into the EPL. So don't don't be doing that. Yes. Um so Shout out to uh, to Jack and Emma for the yeah, for the new baby Darcy. That's yeah, a uh, it's a big gift that Mum and Bob and uh, Dicko probably didn't do much, <laughs> but he was there for the uh, for the epic. I'd joke and say was he like putting some bets on his phone while he was waiting for it, but no, nah, I'm sure he was sure trying to watch. Did you stand next to Starbucks and I'm like, yes, that's the best thing to do. We'll play. Very good. Uh, quickly, some viewer questions because I think we're going over time and Jack will timing on this one. Uh, Rob, we have given you our multi of the weekend. Um, James has asked about can Steel Prince beat surprise back baby with less brutal tempo and Oleon. I think we've kind of already You've covered that. That one. Um, Ben's Racing Tips was asking a bit about punting form. So can you quickly tell me what Betfair has to explain the punting form data? Yeah, so we've got a little video uh, on the hub. Once you put punting form in the search bar, and I narrate it, and I go over an old CF4 uh, race, and I think it was when Blackheart Bart was going around, so it just sort of takes you left to right to, to show how the feature race reports um, sort of work, and I guess that's sort of just a little bit of a, a, a snippet inside you know, punting form and how that works, but um, beyond that, the punting form sheets have got um, sectional breakdowns, they've got how jockeys and trainers are sort of striking, you can manipulate your own sort of maps, but um, I think it's sort of, uh, it's a bit of a labour of love, the sectionals, you just you get a feel for how fast, I guess, the early and late speed is, is and then you sort of got to piece the puzzle um, um, by yourself, I guess, from there, but I guess it gives you a really indication, sometimes a horse might look like it's sort of zooming home really quickly, but um, maybe it's going past tired horses, so I guess the benchmarks and the sectionals help eradicate or get that out of, um, you know, you sort of, I call it like an eye bias, so sometimes your eyes lie um, um, until you get, you know, a really good good judge of a horse. Um, the sectionals are a really good backup and they just give context to way, you know, some of the tracks are playing on certain days and how wet it really is. But um, the guys at Punning Form do the feature race reports and the last two weeks they've been um, absolutely airborne. So um, I think last week uh, they, they hit it sort of 23% ROI and went 7 out of 11 of the races that they'll sort of preview and so sometimes they duck, sometimes they lay, sometimes they back one winner outright so um, it's a great uh, it's a great service on the hub but um, yeah I know lots of people in the game that use punny form and swear by it and um, I just wish I had found it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah.
God definitely said, I always love to look and review, always review the meeting that I send to this client um, and go through and look at that meeting review page as the, the ranked section between uh, mm. the team. Yeah, I'll just add in, um, I like the, uh, the gear changes are very easy to find straight away and because I'm a bit time poor at the moment with Jack on, I send it to the leads that people will say during the leads or whatever, whatever it is. Um, I haven't been doing as many reviews as I need to, but what I'll find is when I can go through and go back over a horse's previous runs, you get a was held up or something like that. And then that just gives me the trigger to go rewatch its video and stuff like that as well. If I don't have enough notes or it was from uh, someone, you know, like Jack used is re recording pretty much every single race meeting and in the coming four cards. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it's extremely handy on what you can find out of it. Yeah, yeah. perfect. So. You'll be on track? You'll be at a pub somewhere? No, I just sit on the couch with my laptop and try and isolate myself. I'm happy to do that. You a uh, Sky One flip in between or no. what are we um, Yeah, oh, probably not Sky One. I, I try not to get that. Oh yeah, I guess now with Brisbane uh, up and going. But yeah, I probably like to like, like racing.com and, and then I'll just flick over to the interstates and just, you know, scurry back to to, uh, to Flemington. But um, yeah, that's my go. Perfect. Well, we had Pete yesterday at, in WA, so it was pretty good to have him back on board. Rob is on board tomorrow up in Sydney, and then Jack, all things depending, may or may not be back next week. So we'll be playing that by ear. So thanks very much for watching. Um, please comment on YouTube in the comments below. Um, you can tweet us at Twitter if you've got any more questions. And if you've got any more questions specifically, specifically about using punting form, jump into my DMs, I'm always happy to try and help with all Slide in, slide in. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys.